0: Close at least 50% of your demos and build a pipeline large enough so you're always hitting quota. If you're looking to scale, then turn the volume up. All right, everybody. Today, we have a special guest. As promised, we have our monthly special guest, Josh Roth. Many of you know him. If you follow him on LinkedIn, he is a strategic advisor and senior director of, of inside sales and enablement at Lob. Um, and I'm, I've been hounding Josh for a while to get on my show and he finally is able to make it. Um, He's going to share something really tactical that we don't yet actually have um, a special guest presenting. And I'm excited for this because it's about negotiation and how to handle it. Um, And so pay attention closely because I think a lot of folks think that negotiation is a one-sided type of approach, but it's not. It's both sides have to approach negotiation where it's sort of collaborative. And I'm not going to do the talking, Josh will. So Josh, you have the mic. As I said, I'll have a stopwatch for 20 minutes. So we bleed over. That's fine. Um, I know you have a stop at, at 1245 or, or 1145 my time. Um, and if I have any questions, I'll ask it along the way. But you have the mic. Go for it.
1: Cool. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to, to be on. Um, re- really, I think when, when I see reps negotiating deals, oftentimes I-, I see reps kind of making the same two mistakes. The first is negotiating against yourself. So for example, that might be starting at a price that's lower than uh, rack rate or, or list price, ho- however, um, whatever terminology used there. Um, and the second is feeling like you need to um, uh, essentially negotiate against the prospect. So, you know, every $5,000, you know, you, you, there there's, you know, there's this kind of tug of war and, you're you're each trying to get more of the pie, right? When really what negotiation is about is actually communication, um, and you know really what what I want to help people understand with negotiation is how to start a negotiation before you actually start the negotiation. And what I mean by that is negotiation is actually about communication. It's about understanding one another's priorities. And so when I'm in a in a negotiation what I will actually do is I will ask the prospect to list out and actually stack rank all of their priorities from 1 to however many right you know I've had some prospects list out literally 15 different priorities in a negotiation and what what I always like to say is the the more the merrier right I can't promise that we are going to accomplish every single one of these priorities but what I what I can give you a commitment on is that we will focus on your highest ranked priorities right and then what's really important in a negotiation is give your own priorities too you know it's it's i think it's so important You sales people I, I think are, are because of some of the the ways that sales and sales people are looked at today i think mm-hmm. sales people are, are almost too reserved in giving their own priorities right and it's so important to give your priorities as well because Your priorities may be different than than, um, depending on the prospect and the deal. And let me explain that piece, right? If it's a smaller company, right, that, that you're doing a deal with, you may not be as concerned with a referral inside the company. But if you're doing strategic selling, right, and you're selling to... Nike, let's say I'm I'm I'm, ma- I'm I'm making the the company up here, right? And you're selling into their their Jordan unit, right? Maybe a high priority for you might be a referral to someone on the um, uh Converse team, right? I think Nike owns, owns Converse, could be wrong there, but um again, this is hypothetical. Yeah. We'll use it as an example, right? So maybe the referral is of really high value for you and priority. And you're not as quite concerned as, as, you know, what list price might be for, for the Jordan unit, right? You know, maybe what, what's important is a multi-year commitment, right? You know, getting, you know, gaining a client that you can use as a referenceable customer, right? Maybe you're new at, at a, um, At your company and you need to build up your book of business at that company and you need to be able to have future prospects call someone and have a referenceable customer say yeah josh is awesome i really liked working with him right yeah maybe you need to you might need to discount the pricing a little bit but you need to stack your priorities just as as the prospect is and it's really important to be able to look at the two um uh priority lists and say okay this is what's important to me, right? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the buyer. And what's important to me right now is I need to get this as low price as I possibly can. You know, my, my boss is looking at, at our, our P&L and evaluating me based on, on cost. So I need cost and I need low risk. So I need low cost and I need a one-year deal, right? Well, maybe for me, maybe I'm new at, at this company. And, you know, maybe I'm, I'm new at lob and I'm saying, boy, this is my first customer and I need a referenceable customer and I need a case study and I need to be able to go take this healthcare customer. And I need to be able to call 150 other healthcare customers that are similar to you. And a referenceable customer is my number one priority. So I'm actually willing to to Mm. be flexible on the price and I'm willing to be flexible on only an annual deal instead of a multi-year deal, but in exchange, and this is where the give get comes in, right? I'm going to give you, you know, a, a lower price. I'm going to give you an only, only a one-year deal, but in return, you're going to give me your time and you're going to commit to being a reference, uh, a referenceable customer for four to five prospects per month for me for the next 12 months.
0: And that's your ask as the rep to the company
1: and and that's an exchange for. It, exactly. And that's my ask to the company, to, to, to the buyer, to the stakeholders to say, I'm willing to be flexible. I am meeting you at your top priority, which you told me is cost and low risk. So so annual instead of multi-year. But my top priority is getting a referenceable customer and gaining a case study and being able, being able to use your logo.
0: Hmm.
1: So we can make this work. Here's how we can do that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you're saying that because when I launched FTTC, one of uh, my first clients paid me sort of like, below market rate, but the agreement was, yes, I'll give you this crazy low rate, but your promise to me is after we're done, or if we continue, then I can use your logo and go essentially shop around and tell people, Hey, look, I'm I'm using, I've closed this particular person. I work with them and create a case study. So that's interesting. I have a couple of follow-up questions. Um, you mentioned stacking up uh, priorities. When does that happen? Does that happen on the discovery call? Like way early on in your sort of like, Uh, being super proactive about it? Or is it happening twice? So discovery N, when you get to the negotiation, or is it just happening at like the negotiation? And when I say negotiation, like, where is that? Is that like right after you talk about pricing? Because it depends if you're doing SMB or enterprise or or strategic, but, you know, so where does that actually happen?
1: Yeah. So I think if you're just talking about listing out priorities and stack ranking priorities, I, you know, it's always a good idea to do it in discovery. Now you're likely not going to be negotiating price or or multi-year deal on the discovery call. I would never recommend that, but it's always a good idea with the prospect to get a sense for, hey, can you tell me why we're talking? Like, you know, what what are your priorities for the use case that, that we're discussing? What are you looking to accomplish? Because that'll just help with your discovery, right? if we're actually talking about a real negotiation, it's likely to happen much later in the sales process. Now, there's never kind of an exact moment where you're, you're there's never kind of an exact moment where you know, okay, this is my negotiation phase. It, you know, it, sales is, it is it, it, it is a, it is an art and a science, but this is much more the art than, than the science, right? right? Um, so really, you know, where I kind of see this is after you present the proposal, Getting a sense from the prospect is to you know, again, hey, here's what the pro- proposal you know here, here here's what it looks like. What are your thoughts, right? You, you know, you know, can you can you let me know um, what you're excited about and what your reservations are, right? And then at that point, they're likely to tell you a little bit, you know, no, no, no reservations. You know, this sounds great, right? Let, let let's do it, right? Um, it, you know, the flip side to that is well, you know, uh, honestly, Josh, like. Pricing is really, really high. Like, you know, I, I'm unable to do that. You know, to, to be totally honest, you know, our, our fiscal ends end of March, you know, I, I really only have X amount of budget left. Um, I was hoping to spend it on this, but you know, I can't, it, that's over what, what I have in the budget, right? Um, and at that point, that's when you may say, okay, you know, now let's get an understanding. Let's, you know, hey, here here's here's an exercise I've done previously. I felt it's been really effective. Um, would you mind just listing out for me? And I'm just going to take notes here in the background, your top seven or eight priorities. If it's, if it's 10, if it's 15, fine. If it's three or if it's five, fine, doesn't matter. But can you just lay out what your priorities are? I'm actually going to do the same, um, so that we can get a sense for what each other is, is, you know, really valuing in, in this, in this partnership. Um, so we know what the right deal looks like, you know, what, like, when we're building out the wireframing, like what is what does that actually look like? You know, if I send you a three-year proposal, but you've got internal um, rules that say you can't you can't sign anything above two-year, that's just we're just wasting everybody's time,
0: right? I love that, by the way. Sorry to cut you off, but like this is a really I'm, re, I'm not like even if we didn't do the podcast, I'd really be saying the same thing. Like this is really exciting. Um, it, it feels like if you like think about. It, most people that think about negotiation, it's almost like everybody has their cards against their chest and no one's willing to like show their cards. And that's what, I mean, at least for me, that's what I used to think what negotiation was. And what you're seeing, it's interesting. You're like, all right, create a list of your priorities. I'll create a list of mine. Let's sort of swap and see how much we're aligned. And so negotiation, like you said earlier on, is way more collaborative and way more transparent. And so by doing that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. It's really interesting. Um, no, you're, that-
1: you're, you're spot on. I actually saw a statistic the other day from Rain Group. Um, I'm going to forget the exact number, but it was somewhat, It was either 90, 94, or 97%. It was one of those three. I don't <laughs> remember which one um, of buyers specify collaboration as a reason for why they buy, right? And mm. it's also important to, to, to specify this, right? people don't like to be sold to. They like to buy, right? So when you are in the process of selling, right, your job is is, is as a seller is not to sell. It's actually to let the buyer buy, right? So in that process, it is really important to be collaborative throughout the process. Right. And it, 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 you know, we talked, we kind of touched on this. It starts in the discovery call, right? If you're going through, you know, what's your budget, what's your authority, what's your need, what's your timeline? Like that's not buying, you know, you're putting the seller through some canned process Mm -hmm. that they're going to, they're going to look at you and say, like, I don't like, I, I, I just need to understand if, if my use case can fit with your, you know, with, with, with what you're selling. Right. Yeah. But if you're if you're seeking to understand, right, like, hey, can you tell me a little bit about the use case? Like why, like, why and how did this conversation come up? Right. You know, what led you to to, to lob? Like get their story and their like get their buying story. Right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another example of me as the buyer instead of, of the seller. So around July or August of last year, and I posted this on LinkedIn, so I'm, I'm, I'm not shy about sharing it. Stanley Graham from reprise hit me up and he said, Hey, Josh, uh, you know, would love to chat with you about reprise. Think we can help. I kind of said, Hey, Stanley, no, sorry. You know, we're, we're not something that we're looking at. Um, probably six, seven months later, our revenue enablement manager, Monty Fowler, and I were chatting. He said, you know, we really should be looking at something like a reprise to help the sales team. And I kind of was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, let's put it, put it in the back pocket. Let's, you know, let's see what others think. Um, and then organically reprise came up in a second conversation and, you know, I was like, all right, interesting. You know, maybe I'll reach out when I have a little bit more bandwidth before I did that. Jamie, um, uh, uh, what is Jamie's last name? I, I, I got to look it up because Jamie Newbeck, I, I, I could, I couldn't get Jamie's name wrong. She's too awesome. Um, she sends me a fantastic personalized email really, really brief, really concise, really well-written. And, you know, just, Hey, a- any interest here? I said, well, actually, yeah, there is a little bit of interest. We've t- had this conversation a couple of times. Let's, let's, let's have a chat, right? We've had a, 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 initial call. I think we've got a demo scheduled at some point this month. Um, but that's it. Like when you think about how people are buying people, like It is so important to to list out the priorities and get their story early so that it's easier than down the road when you're negotiating to understand, okay, here's what your story is. Here's what I think your priorities may be. Where am I off? You know, is priority two actually priority one? Is priority three actually priority eight? You know, here's what I've understood, but help me me understand, right? And seeking to understand early will set the table for better, easier... And more enjoyable negotiation and buying process later on.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You were talking about like doing the 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 stacking of priorities early on in discovery, and as you're seeing that, by the time you get to the negotiation table, whenever that happens, there's no like magic moment when it happens. But thought of, of a question where it's, it could be like, Hey, Josh, you had mentioned earlier on the call two weeks ago that in terms of priorities, you had X, Y, and Z. What has changed since then or has anything changed in terms of priorities since then? so you're getting an updated version of the priorities um, So that was a thought that popped into my head. Um, I have a couple of follow-up questions um, they're sort of all they're all within the negotiation but sort of all over the place. The first one is um, how do you pre- how can you pressure test a budget? Uh, I, I don't like saying the word objection because I always talk about objections actually being concerns but call it, a a budget concern? So if someone says, yeah, you know, it is out of our budget. How do you, how do you call their bluff or pressure tested?
1: Yeah. You know, when, when someone says this is out of our budget, right. You know, I think it's important to, to take a pause, right. Just as a salesperson and remember budget is what someone is paying for your product or service value is what they are receiving for it. Right. So the, the, the initial pressure pressure test I have is, you know, more really, really, appreciate that. Um, j- Just so I understand when you say, you know, you don't have the budget. um, Are you referencing that, that you don't feel like the value in the product is going to generate mm. the, the correct amount of value that you need to get out of this. And the reason I just want to ask that, like, I'll, I'll even like delve into why I asked that because again, budget is, is cash in pocket, right? It, you know, that's, Hey, you know what? I, I don't, I literally don't have enough money in my pocket to buy this pizza right now. Right. And that's one thing. And that is totally reasonable, right? If you've only got $8,000 left in, in, in your budget and you're not able to, to purchase a $10,000 piece of software, got it right. If that's what that is, but if that's not what it is and they have a, a hundred thousand dollar problem, right. And you're selling them your solution at $90,000 they may feel like, is this really worth it to solve the one hundred thousand dollar problem with a with a ninety thousand dollar you know solution, right? If in reverse, right, they felt like they were getting a one hundred thousand dollar solution or solution, but paying ten thousand dollars for it, they certainly wouldn't be saying, or or they may not be saying, "Hey, we we don't have the budget for it."
0: Oh, I, right? I love so, I love that approach. Um... I will make a separate LinkedIn post around that and tag you because it's really good. Um, uh, th- what, what are your thoughts on negotiating via email? So for a lot of times prospects. You, so let me, let me actually ask you a question before that, because it sort of um, is sequential. So prospect says, you know, you speak to a prospect, you agree on sending a proposal, you agree to what it'll include and you send it over. Do you send it and then follow up 24 hours later? Or do you only send it, and then call them as you're sending it so you can do it in real time, what do you do? So, okay, do sorry.
1: Um, I just want to make sure I understand the scenario. So the scenario is someone is emailing you to negotiate,
0: sorry. No, no, let me backtrack. Yeah, so let's let erase that. So let's say you had a, a demo of the prospect, you're following up, cool, cool. You get on the call and then you agreed for you to send the prospect a proposal. Now, what do you recommend? Do you recommend to have the proposal ready and only send it, while you're on the phone with them so you can review it in real time? Or do you send it and follow up 24 hours later or do you send it and follow up the same day?
1: Yeah, so I, th- as you were talking, I, I want to like interrupt and be like, ah, that's already wrong. Don't do that. So yeah. um, I-, I-, I absolutely hate sending proposals over email and just letting people review. And the reason for that is th- like we're human, right? We have biases. We have sticker shock there's, there's um, the anchoring pious. Like I can mm-hmm. keep going on and on and on as to why it's not a good idea to, to send a proposal. And, and, and let me, let, let me uh, I'll give you an example, right? Um, about, what are we, 2022, about eight years ago, I sold what at the time was, was the largest deal I had ever sold. It was 132,000. And prospect buys, sign, signs the contract, boom. This was a Friday, by the way, uh, about 16 hours later, the next morning, Saturday morning, I wake up and for whatever reason, I just had a a bad feeling and I checked my work email on a Saturday, which I I hate doing. And sure enough, I see an email, you know, uh, uh, basically from this prospect saying, I I don't, I I don't want to do this. This isn't a good idea. So I was like, oh my God, like, this is the biggest deal ever. And I'm about to lose it. Like no way. So I get on the phone, I call the prospect and I'm like, Hey, like, you know, it seemed like you were really excited for this yesterday. Um, I saw the refund request. I just wanted to, I just want to let you know, I will hundred percent refund you if, if that's what, if that's what you want. Right. It, it wasn't a credit card payment. It, it was a contract, but like, you know, we'll get we'll yeah. the contract. Right. And I said, look, like, like, can you just help me understand how, how you got to this? Because it, it seemed like, you know, we had a, a really, really good alignment yesterday. And I don't want you doing anything that you don't want to do. So like, can you just let me know, you know, what, you know, what happened? And he's like, well, I just, I just feel like it's not the right thing to spend money on. And I said, okay, that's totally fair. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I was selling Mets tickets. Right. I mean, this isn't a half to have, this is, I don't even know that this is a nice to have. I think this is like a really nice to have. Right. Um, and, and, he just said, yeah, you know, I, I just don't, don't feel like this is the the right thing to spend money on. Okay. And I just said, all right, well, can you help me understand, right? It, you know, here's the numbers that we walked through, right? You know, you were planning to take X amount of, of clients to the games. You know, you, you were, you were estimating that each client to you is worth roughly $12,000. You know, you've got 81 tickets in front of you. You know, if you only use half of them, you're, you're already going to be in the black. Um, you know, can you just like Can you let me know like where you, you know, where you feel like this isn't the the right move for your business or or for yourself and like, you know, kind of how you're thinking about it now versus how you're thinking about the last couple of weeks. I said, well, I like, I don't know. I guess it's not really that it's just, you know, I was thinking about buying a car and, you know, I, I, I saw this, this, I don't even remember, maybe it was a Mercedes, but I saw this Mercedes at, at this dealership with this mileage and it cost this. And then I saw this Mercedes at this other dealership and it cost that. And it just, it, you know, it made absolutely no sense. And I felt like, you know, the, this salesperson was just kind of trying to rip me off. And in that moment, I, I realized that this wasn't about me. This wasn't about the Mets. This wasn't about his purchase. This was about his emotions. And, you know, this was about ensuring that, that, you know, he understood the value again, but also that he felt heard. And so in that moment, I realized that like, there was no need to fight him. You know, there was no need to say, oh, you signed the contract and you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just, yeah, totally. If look, if you want to be refunded here and if you want to to, you know, to have the contract voided, I'm more than happy to do that you know, just say, there were, uh, again, I think that this is the right purchase for you. I feel like our math is really solid. I think that we're thinking about this in the right way. But if this is, if this is how you feel hundred percent, you know, we'll, we'll void out the contract and you pause for a second. and He goes, no, no, you're right. You're right. You know, this, this is the right purchase. You know, th- this is right for my business. I think I was just letting my other you know, purchase process, you know, kind of cloud my judgment. It was just kind of a lot of money to be outlaying at one time. Uh, I think you're right. And I think that's where, you know, to, to answer your question, if you just send something over email and just say, here you go, take a look at it. You are putting yourself in the same exact arena as all the other people that are hitting their inbox. You are finding their inbox one spot above the person that is soliciting to them. Right. You are your proposal is landing one spot above, you know, Joe Schmo's email that says, hey, more. Um, you know, I do freelance graphic design work. Um, you know, what graphic design needs do you have? You know,
0: I just got that email the other day, actually, <laughs> All right, yeah, right away. like <laughs>
1: like, you know, it's that's where your email is landing. And and probably, you know, very subconsciously, you are getting mixed in with that solicitor.
0: So what do you do? Do you do you you call the prospect? And say hey, prospect, hey Josh, um, do you have a moment? I'd love to go over. Or do you email them? Hey, when are you free to chat? So we can no, go over I them? would
1: uh, like when when we're getting through that process and they're saying yeah, you know, send us over a proposal. Right. The first thing I say is, yep. Let me go ahead. Let me work up the proposal. Right. I've now changed send a proposal to work up a proposal. Mm. And then what I'll say is when is a good time for us to spend 15 to 20 minutes I don't know that we'll need the full 30 but we can we we probably should put a 30 minute hold on the calendar to review the proposal together. Love it. And the reason I say that is you know and, and I'll even like double down and I'll even say you know when's a good time for us to review this together I want to make sure you know this is a rough draft of a proposal right I want to make sure that I have the scope of the project that we have I want to make sure that we have the proper use case. I want to make sure that we are allocating the proper resources and that it is supporting the timeline that you need to launch this project by.
0: That's great. I haven't heard anyone say that ever on LinkedIn. Um, And this is, I told KD when I heard his episode, I was like, wow, this is one of the best episodes. Now I'm listening to this. I'm like, wow, this is one of the best episodes. Wow, solid stuff, man. Um, How are you with Tom? Because I have one more follow-up question for you. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, thoughts on negotiating via email. So I've seen this happen a lot. Uh, prospect, and this is maybe more common in SMB mid market, less enterprise. Um, prospect emails back. Um, uh, when you send a proposal, whatever, you're going back, over, or back and forth over email. And then the prospect starts essentially to negotiate via email. Do you say, hey, let's jump on a call? Do you sort of make it frictionless for the buyer? Um, and if the buyer doesn't want to jump on the call, what do you do? Do you just sort of like, you know, fold and then do what they want? So
1: a cu- cu- couple things, because there's there's a lot of good questions in there. If the buyer is not wanting to jump on the phone to review the proposal, to me, that's actually a yellow flag. Because you know, the the first thing that I'm thinking is like, what like you you're, you're thinking of spending X amount of money with me can be anything, right. Can be, mm-hmm. you know, 600 bucks on Mets tickets, or can be, you know, $8 million software, right. You know, you're, you're not wanting to jump on the phone after we've already had X amount of time to review the entire proposal. And again, like, like I think it's important to recognize a proposal is a lot more than just the price and the years, Right? The proposal is the resources that are going to be allocated to the project. It's the timeline it needs to start within. It's the next steps. It's you know, who is going to be, you know, where, where can you go if you have a problem? right? You know, there's a lot of different pieces in a proposal beyond just the big two, the, the commitment and, mm-hmm. and the price. And if someone is not wanting to review that with me, I want to understand that. Hey, hey, more. Um, it just out of curiosity, like you know, I, I feel like it might not be the the worst thing in the world to to jump on a, a you know twenty minute thirty minute call to just kind of review the proposal. Um, but I, I totally could could be you know barking up the wrong tree. Is there a reason you would prefer this over email than in person? I, I feel like you know we've been working pretty well together. I, I'd love uh, you know I think it might be a good opportunity for both of us to make sure that we're aligned because you know, you haven't seen a proposal yet. Yeah. Right, you know, I, I may need to to go do work on this, and and you know, having the opportunity to go through this with you and understand specifically, you know, that I I have a good grip on where your priority stack rank is really critical.
0: Good stuff, man. If I had a company and I was hiring, I would try to recruit you from Lob.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so we're, we're running at we're pretty much out of time. Um, any last minute words you wanna? uh, let the audience know. And then, uh, where can everyone find you? So,
1: um, everyone can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Josh Roth, I'm, I'm in a a little collared shirt and got a a bunch of pretty little, uh, little envelopes in, in my background. Um, and, uh, and feel free to, to shoot me a connection.
0: Cool. Thanks, Uh, Josh Roth. Roth.
1: Uh, Oh, good. Uh, People call me Roth too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you found this relevant or practical at all, then please share this episode. Until next time, I'm your host, Mor Asuleen.